0: Hello, and welcome to the Fearless Four Podcast, number four. My name is Peter, and joining me, the superstar of the series, of course, the writer, Neil Jones. Neil, how are you today?
1: Uh, well, with that sort of wrap, uh, fabulous, thank you, Peter, yes,
0: um, yeah.
1: keen to get it amongst it, and um, got some good questions for you today.
0: Oh, questions for me?
1: Yes, I know that you, you always uh, have some questions for me, so i sat down um, probably the only uh, Disadvantage for you is that you usually send me the questions so I have time to think about the answers.
0: Ah, okay.
1: Yours are just here and you you don't get time to think.
0: On the spot.
1: On the spot.
0: I've got a couple of questions for you that I haven't sent you, so (laughs) I'll I'll give them for you later on as well.
1: So I'll start off by saying what makes you interested in picking up a book? Uh, Ah. is it like a favourite author? Is it a recommendation? Is it a book review, something that you've seen? So, so you've gone to the bookstore, you're looking around, what makes the book stand out for you?
0: A lot of the times it's, it can be, um, well, if it's an author that I like, then I always pick up a new book that's an author that I know and, and I have a look. And, yeah. and read the back cover to see what it's about usually I'll get I'll buy the the book if it's an author that I like because I like to have like the collection of all their works it yeah. uh, doesn't always work sometimes a, an author I like can put out a book that I don't like but that's a risk you take but that's i take i see that as a less risk strategy yeah. um, but there are also times when I just browse and I look for things like uh, a title, something that grabs my attention, yeah. um, the cover. I think the cover is important because uh, you can get put off by a, a bad cover, uh, you know, one that's uh, cheaply done or just doesn't look good or something. You know, it, it's, uh, it, it makes me think twice about the book if I don't yeah. like the cover. But um, the important thing is I, I always read the back cover to see what it's about, to see whether it interests me. And a lot of the times, if it's a book I like, or I, I think I might like, it's because there's that hook in the back cover that I always think, oh, well, that sounds interesting. Yes. I wonder what, what's going to happen then. What's going to happen in the main part of the story Exactly Um, And I think a lot of the times That little spiel they do on the back cover uh, Doesn't give away the story But it gives away the Like the What you do expect from the story Yes Does that make sense?
1: No it does The blurb The the thing you are saying It it is important That um, That I read somewhere years ago and it was something like um, if the, the writer doesn't grab the reader in the first like 10 to 20 seconds that's it that, um, they're more than likely to put the book down and try something else yeah so um, what they put on the back of the book and the start to their story it, it needs to be good
0: Yeah, and that's the other, one other option is if all that sounds good or looks good, I always flick it through to the first page and just read the first paragraph. Uh, Sometimes you can get a sense of, oh, this is obviously for a much younger person or... um, I don't like this opening paragraph maybe I should think twice about getting the book it, Like it's like you said it's uh, you got to grab your attention um, with the style of writing and also what they start off writing about
1: Yes well I, I know that uh, I used to read John Grisham stories and uh, I was on the exercise bike and I was reading away and I thought I know how this is going to end. It, all his books end the same way. It's a courtroom drama. Someone drops some evidence. He, he wins the case, and and then we move on. And and I thought no. So I actually closed the book. Never picked it up again, and haven't read any of his stories since. Yeah, it was just just a case of yes, it's it's the same formula and um, I needed something different.
0: Yeah, I know the feeling. I've had a couple of authors over the years where uh, the first few books have been really good uh, and then you, by about the third book or fourth book or something you start to think, this is basically the first book just rewritten.
1: Yes.
0: And and then you think, well actually the second book was the first book rewritten and the third book was the first book re- and and that's it. You don't get any more because they they're just basically rewriting the same thing all the time. Yes, which uh, is fine for some people if you really really like that first story, but uh, it's annoying when when authors. It's like movie makers who just sort of remake the same movies and stuff. It's you, know, uh, you, you want something new.
1: Uh, I can remember way back, they had a TV series called L.A. Law. Um, you probably would have watched a few episodes of that.
0: Yes, and yes, I remember that.
1: They never lost a case.
0: Yeah. <laughs> that, that was pretty much the same with all those uh, lawyer shows, wasn't it? They, they never okay. lose, They lo- or they lose in the first five minutes, and then they manage to reopen the case with new evidence and yes. then they win or something.
1: Yes. So, yeah, it, it can can get a bit repetitive. Yeah. Um, question. Have you ever watched a movie or a TV series and then read the book it was based on? And if you've done that, which one was better?
0: So read after I've watched the show.
1: So if you watch watched the movie... Yeah. And thought, oh this movie's pretty good and then gone, well it's based on this book. I'll 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 read this book and and see which one was better, the movie or the book.
0: Well I I watched the first couple seasons of Game of Thrones. Yes. And actually the first four seasons of Game of Thrones. Yes. We were uh late to catch on to it. Yes. I think it was up to the start of the four series before we started watching it. Yes. And um and then sort of binged the whole first four series. Uh and then it was gonna be like uh a year or something for the the next series, because it always takes a long time to make that. Um yes. So I went out and I was going to buy the first book and uh, they had a, a box set of the first five books, yep. I think, and yep. um, it was much cheaper to buy that than buy them individually, so I thought I'll take the risk that I'm going to enjoy reading the book.
1: Yes.
0: And, uh, yeah, I loved the book, uh, the books, I should say, Um Yes, better than the TV series, mainly because they can put a lot more into the books. Yes. Um, I think, uh, I think, from my experience, I don't think there's been a movie or TV series that's been based on a book where it's better than the book.
1: Yeah.
0: Except um, for a couple, a couple ones where they say based on a book and then don't usually use the book like we talked about I think last podcast or podcast before or something yes yeah um Um, if it if they've done a, a good job of uh putting the book into a movie the book is usually going to be better anyway
1: when they first released the lord of the rings movies Lynn and I went to the cinemas and it was like, Oh please, please be good. Just you know Yes. We want this to to look as good on the screen as it is in our imaginations and, and we were really pleased. And the, the first time we saw Golem it was like, Yeah, that's him. That is that is Golem perfectly yeah.
0: They did so, a fantastic job.
1: Yes. Um but back to your Game of Thrones, um being a geek, I was at a comic convention and Jason Momoa had come out and he was doing a science fiction series called Stargate Atlantis.
0: Oh and, yes.
1: Um when he was taking questions, he he mentioned the fact that he was going to be Carl Drogo and like the crowd went, Oh whoa. <laughs> <And I'm> thinking <laughs> I have no idea what they're talking about. <laughs> I just turned to the guy next to me and I said, "Can you help me, please?" What? What? And he said, "Oh, Game of Thrones." He said, "You have to get the series. You have to read the books." And I can remember um, when, you know, spoiler alert, Ned Stark had his head chopped off. It was like. No, (laughs) how can you do that as an author? (laughs) Like literally kill off one of your main characters. Yeah. And uh, across the course of the books, he does it quite often.
0: Yes. Um, I I was absolutely shocked because I thought he's the main star. He's going to be all through the entire series. Um, yeah and then when it looked like he was going to get his head chopped off, I was like, uh, well, you know, who's going to rescue him? Who's going to change the king's mind? Right up until, well, the sword cut his head off. <laughs> I thought, yes. I thought yes. he's going to get rescued.
1: <laughs> he will. The, the, the king will say, yes, off to the, black, off to the wall with you, join the, the black watch, and, and yes and then it was like chop. yeah. and that changed everything so yeah. it then became a case of right
0: yeah. and then at the end of a spoiler alert for anyone who hasn't watched it yet but since it was on a few years ago now we can talk about it the end of the show when uh, Khaleesi goes berserk and yes. on a dragon and all that sort of stuff And people were complaining about it, you know, afterwards. And I thought, well, haven't you been watching the show? There's never going to be a happy ending to it.
1: No, no. Um, But by then the producers had passed the books, so they were pretty much making it up as they went along.
0: Yeah. I mean, it was always going to be hard for them to, uh, like, the first... Five books I think it was Four four, four or five books I can't remember now um, Were were written When they were making it So it was a lot easier for them Yes And then I think They just got uh, uh, Things from From George saying Well the story's got to get to Here, 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 here And then finish like this Yes And they had to come up With the rest
1: Well uh, No I don't think I'm ever going to see book six come out. It's it's this mythical thing of, you know, well, it's there and and a book seven will finish it off. But um, I think I was lucky in that when I started reading, he'd taken a year between book one and two. There was two years between book two and three. There was four years between book three and four, five years. And um, after he finished number five, it's, it's about seven years. Yeah. Since he, he's done his last book. And and so um, it was like, oh, he, he's, he's slowed down a bit. Yeah. In, he, he does blogs for the NFL. He does comics. He writes other stories and, and I know people have gone, please just, just finish the stories.
0: I've got a theory that he has finished at least the next book. Yes. If not all the books, but he's waiting till people have sort of forgotten a bit about the TV show. And so it will be all. New. new again. Yes. But I could be wrong.
1: No, I like the theory, though.
0: Yeah, sounds good.
1: Yes. Um. um have any books... No, sorry, ask this one first. If you followed a series, such as the This World novel, are they standalone, or do they leave breadcrumbs from previous books?
0: Um, let's see. This world, pretty much you can read them as standalone books, but there will be things that you probably won't understand. Like, as an example, if you just pick up one particular book, you might not know that there are going to be trolls and dwarfs and wizards and, you know, all sorts of things. Yes. Um... But if you read from the start you would understand that um, there are certain things uh, certain characters uh, like uh, there's a character who popped up a lot in the early books and he was cut my own throat cut my own throat Dibbler was his name and what yeah. he did was sell pies. And you know, turn up whenever there was a big crowd. He'd turn up selling his pie, uh, which you don't really want to know what was in it. But um, uh, and he got the name "Cut My Own Throat" because he'd always say, someone would say, "I'll give you like a dollar for it," and say, "Oh, that's cutting my own throat. I I need more than that, or something." And, And it was, you know, just a funny character who'd just pop up for two or three lines, or it'd get mentioned or something, and as you're reading the books, you know, you'd sort of giggle when you popped up. Um, You know, things like that, you wouldn't understand, or you wouldn't get the significance of, if you just read any book. But you can. You can. I think the majority, I'm trying to think hard now, I think the majority of the Discworld books gives you a very general um, bit at start that says what the disc world is.
1: Yes.
0: Which is a, a flat disc on the top of four elephants, on which is standing on a giant turtle that is um, swimming swimming through space. Uh,
1: yeah.
0: Um, and and that's it basically.
1: Uh yeah so it it would help reading from the beginning, especially to pick up the characters like the the five, five person yeah.
0: yeah and of course you know there are characters that develop um more and more uh some in the uh in the guards that start off as minor characters or uh it might be like a, a book about how that that person joins the guards, and then later on, as it, the story goes on, you know, they're in it just as a guard without having the story or something. It's, yes. So I think, it, as with any sort of um, series, I think it's probably best to start at the f- at the start. Yes. But it is possible to read without doing that.
1: Okay. yes.
0: Did I confuse you?
1: <laughs> no. Oh, no. Yeah. Um, no. I, I think you're right. But sometimes um, you, you can pick up a book midway through and and read on, and, yeah. and be perfectly fine. And and then there are others that you you look and you just think I have to go back and read the first book.
0: Yeah. Like. Game of Thrones, for example, or sorry, Song of Ice and Fire, as the books are known as, Uh, you can't really pick up book three to start off with. You you do have to start at the beginning for that.
1: Yes. Now, have any books influenced your music choices?
0: Uh, That's an interesting one. Let's think. Um, Well, one of my favourite books was Let the Right One In, they had uh, a lot of references to the Smiths music but I already knew the Smiths so that's a bit different Um, gee not that I can think of.
1: I asked the question because um, Ian Rankin he writes about a Scottish detective Rebus
0: Rebus yes
1: and uh, one stage there, they were putting some music, and he mentioned the band Elbow, and I thought, all right, I'll have a listen. And I'm a devoted fan. I love the music, and and it was a case of this this was something that I'd read, and that I'll give it a try. And and yeah, it's been really good. Um, Mark Billingham, who also writes like um, Murder Mysteries he's part of a country and western band I am never going to listen to any of his music (laughs) it's not not going to happen Um, yes on a side note um, my mate and myself we went out and we listened to him speak Ian Rankin about his books and he spoke really well and then uh, at the end of the night they opened questions to the floor and we could not understand a word that was being said because they had all these Scottish expats and they're asking questions. Uh, it was like a whole different language.
0: Yes, I mm-hmm. remember years ago, <laughs> uh, Simple Minds, do you remember them? Yes. Yes, um, loved them. their songs I uh, was a big fan, and then Jim Kerr, the the singer, was interviewed on whatever music show it was at the time, yeah. and uh, couldn't understand a word he said with his yeah. Scottish accent. Yeah. It was just like a completely foreign language.
1: We, we looked at each other and, and we just smiled because it was absolutely brilliant listening to the accent. And, and fortunately, the, the, the author would um, translate the question before he gave the answer. So he'd say, so the question is...
0: Ah, uh, okay. Is, and, and it'd be like, oh, thank you. Yes. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yes. Because um, when I went to high school, uh, my my best friend, or became my best friend at high school, was yes. uh, he was Irish and... Uh, He'd moved over with his family, I think, in year seven or year eight. I can't remember. Uh, But anyway, we became really good friends, and I used to go over to his place, and his parents had this lovely Irish accent, which I loved, except for about the first year that I went there, couldn't understand a word they said. (laughs) Yeah. Sounded great, but no idea what they'd say, and I was forever saying, sorry, what What did you say? And they'd go, oh, and repeat it. And I was so embarrassed. But then over time, I sort of got to know um, their accents better. Yes. And maybe they got a little more strain in how they spoke. I don't know how quickly that happens. But, uh, yeah, over the years, I I could understand them. But the first times I, I saw them, I didn't know what they were saying. No. And it's funny because their son, Alan, uh, I could understand straight away, so...
1: Yes. Lynn would tell you that when she first started school, she had a Scottish accent, but it was unacceptable to the prep teacher. He said, you will not speak with an accent.
0: Oh. And,
1: and just, you know, pretty much beat it out of her, so that uh, she, she lost the... The
0: accent.
1: you? that's a
0: bit harsh to be told that.
1: Oh, uh, yes, you'll speak properly,
0: and uh, that's an accent. But you are speaking properly, whether you've got an accent or not. Oh,
1: yes, yes. Um, at, when we taught at North and South, we had a couple of Scottish kids come through, and, and it was just a, the delight to, you know see them in the yard, oh, you know, Timmy, how are you? And he'd, 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 you know, give you a greeting back and it was just fantastic. Yeah. Uh, yes, so, oh, right. Um, next question is, yeah. do you read one book at a time or do you have many books on the go? Uh,
0: I used to read one book at a time. Yeah. Um, and then, this is going back some years I was trying to read Moby Dick because uh, it had been called a classic by so many people yeah. and it's one of those books that I've probably tried about five or six times to read yeah. and can't get through the first chapter it's just I just can't get it That doesn't make any sense to me uh, but, but. and so I'd start reading do a couple of pages and then think why am I punishing myself with this? I'll go start reading something else. Um, these days, I can... Uh, 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 I usually read one book at a time, but there have been times when I've had a couple of books on the go and it's usually because I'm struggling with one or yeah. I'm not, not finding it interesting. I, I want to see how it goes, but it's it's almost like torture when you, you've you got a book that you, you want to th- know how it ends, but you don't really want to sit there and read it.
1: So you would describe Moby Dick as a classic waste of time?
0: Yes, <laughs> definitely. Uh, there's been a few of those that I've tried. Um, Ulysses? Yes. I think I'd, I struggled through the first page and then said I'm not going to bother with this. Um, yeah. Shakespeare. Some of the Shakespeare books I really like. I like Richard III. I like Macbeth. Uh, that's probably about as far as I go on Shakespeare. Yes. Uh, I saw uh, the Royal Shakespeare Company years and years and years ago when they toured out here and did Richard III and it was uh, fantastic I loved every yep. second of it
1: yeah
0: and uh, I love that story ever since and I think Macbeth is just a great story um, but all the other ones that I've struggled to read I haven't enjoyed at all so um, um, yeah
1: Amy, Amy she likes to read Shakespeare for enjoyment. She, she's a fan of, of his written work, and she'll, she'll sit and she'll just read through the stories. She enjoys them.
0: Really? Yeah. What, all of them, or? Uh, yeah, I think
1: so. Um, uh, yeah, I think she, she enjoys all the stories. Uh, I think my mine was Merchant of Venice, and that yeah. was on because we had to do it as, as part of a school book in about year 11 or 12 um, and it didn't didn't strike me as something that I went oh yes I'll go back and read some more but perhaps I, I didn't get the right book you saying Richard the third was the book to read
0: yeah I think at school we had Romeo and Juliet and yeah. what really put me off was the 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 names of of the people not Romeo and Juliet obviously but yep. all the other names were also well stupid and hard to pronounce
1: yeah.
0: <laughs> and, yeah and I just found it really awkward when you can't even pronounce the the name of a character
1: um yes no I I um I can remember reading a story And I came across a word which I didn't know And I thought It's not important I'll, I'll just keep reading And and I had to go get a dictionary Find out the meaning of the word Because uh, I just couldn't let it go um, <laughs> it, it, it was sitting there And I'm thinking I have to know this word For it to help me with the plot
0: yeah. And
1: once I looked the word up Then it was yeah, the story was a, was a better
0: better read. Yeah. Well, um, I mean, in, in fairness with Shakespeare, it was written a long time ago, at, um, a different age. So it probably made a lot more sense at the time than it does now.
1: Yes. It was it not read by masses. Yes. 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 Um, and
0: then saying it was performed, it wasn't read by masses. That's true, yeah. People to watch and see. Yeah, well, I have watched a lot more Shakespeare than I've read, so yeah, I yeah. think you're right there. I think Lynn's correct. It's it's to be watched and listened to and everything. Uh, I mean, some of the great speeches have been by Shakespeare, but trying to read them is is hard. And I, you know, good on the actors that can do it.
1: Yes. Uh, and the last one I've got for you is: Do you have a place
0: that you like to read? Yes, I do, actually. Um, I've got a, what you call a hospital bed. Right. That you can you know, switch and the back comes up so you can sort of sit on the bed. Yes. Um, it's obviously for my back problems, but um, yes. I love sitting there and reading because I'm comfortable yes. um, haven't got distractions of TV or anything around me And I can just get lost in the book yes. Sometimes I get too lost and fall asleep But <laughs> uh, just too comfortable yes. Yes. Um, One thing I can't do is get into bed and read No uh, I know uh, my wife Louise loves to read every night before she goes to sleep Yes. Um, if I try that, I either fall asleep straight away or when I finish reading, I lie there for hours thinking about everything that I've just read and what's going to yes. happen. And uh, it's, it's, it's like uh, I can't watch TV and go straight to bed and try to go to sleep because I lie there thinking about what I've what? just watched. Yes.
1: Yes, um, I I have a few places that I like to read and one of them is in a gravity chair, which means that I can get my um, feet up higher than my head. So it sort of takes pressure off my spine. Yeah. But it's so comfortable that, yeah, I fall asleep. So it's, it's, yeah.
0: Yeah. Uh, I think... um the problem, I've got, we've got really uh, nice recliners in the lounge room, yeah. um, which should be nice to sit and read a book, but yeah. unfortunately we've got two little chihuahuas, and mm-hmm. as soon as you sit on one of those recliners, they jump yeah. onto your lap
1: yeah,
0: and want to be padded.
1: And, and there goes the reading time.
0: Yeah, and it's very hard to read and pat... At the same time, um, it's very distracting and, yeah, so if I get on the bed and they get up on the bed, they don't get on my lap, they just lie on on yes. the bed, so that's that's okay. Yes. Well, but thank I you, I'll tell you what I would like to have yes. is a, an open fire. Oh, uh, yes. I think sitting in a nice chair in front of an open fire, I could read a book all night. I'd be that yeah. happy.
1: Well, we we had an open fire, and it was very nice. Uh, it, it just produced no heat. Yeah. Um, you could hear the crackling, and you could smell the, the wood burning, but you really needed to sit almost on top of it to, to get any warmth. Um, the minute we put in, like, a Canara... Um, the whole house was just toasty warm you'd get up in the morning and, and it was no sort of oh you know what temperature is it it was just a warm feeling but yeah, yeah um, open fires are good but not practical
0: yeah I would still want to have the central heating that we've got
1: <laughs> yes
0: we've got a, there's an old chimney here that has been was blocked over when uh, Lou's mum first moved here you yes. can see it from the outside but on the inside, it's been plastered over. Yeah. Um, I always wanted to rip the plaster down and and uh, have the open fire, but uh, apparently the, uh, the whole chimney probably have to be pulled down and redone because it's so old. It's an old house. Yeah. And uh, it's also the only place that we can put the TV. So. Um, <laughs> yeah. Yeah, we haven't got much choice. <laughs> but, no. Uh, yeah, I mean, I I don't think they're for warmth. I think they just look good, they sound good, and it makes you feel cosy if you're sitting near one. Yes. But, yeah, you do want to have proper heating as well.
1: Yes. So those
0: were my questions for you for today. Okay. Well, I've got a couple for you. Yes. First of all, this might not be um, something that you'll have any say on. I don't know how it works with publishers and that, but uh, your son, uh, Tom, mm-hmm. Thomas, sorry, Thomas does the covers for, or did the covers for your paperbacks. Is yes. he going to do the covers for the um, the one they're going to release? Um,
1: not sure. That, that will be up to the publisher, um um, I'd give them the, the ones
0: that Thomas has drawn. Because I, I really love his covers. I, I think the one mm. that we've got as our picture for this podcast is from yes. uh, the Happy Halloween book, which is book three. Yes. And I really love that cover. I think it's just a, a the perfect cover. When I wanted looking for a, um, a picture to put on, um, and I had a couple that you'd sent me over time yeah. um, and I saw that one I thought, that's just perfect for the Feelers for. it's just their honoured adventure you don't know what the adventure is but yeah. there they are, they're just in silhouette with their torches it just seemed perfect for the, for the podcast at least.
1: Yes, well I, I also would like to see that as the front cover of You know, the fewest four adventures with the five stories in one. Yeah. That is a cover, but uh, as I said, that'll be up to the publisher and he'll, he'll go with what he thinks is, is the best. Yeah. Best marketable. Yeah. People's attention.
0: And if, um, do you get a, a, a say in what the title of the, Yes, the it, um,
1: when they come up with the book, they will present it and say, Are you happy with this? Um, you know, I can make changes, but um, they'll put the best book that they can together. Yeah. And then it's like, you know, um, if you, if it would, I don't know. Cosmetic changes, perhaps, but I think that they will go with the stories the way that they've been written.
0: Yeah. Oh, that's good. Yes. Um, I had another question. I didn't write it down. I'm just trying to think c- quickly what it was again. Um, um, oh, um, something I was reading in, in... Gee, which one was it? Is it a happy Halloween? I'll just have a quick look through. Yes, happy Halloween. There's an afterward where you thank uh, basically your family. Yes. Uh, They have been a big influence on your writing career. Um, That's fair to say, isn't it? Yes, yes. Um, Is is your sister uh, actually an editor or is she just doing that? For you. Uh,
1: uh, this hurts, but my sister is very clever. She's a lot more intelligent than I am. <laughs> <laughs> she she will hear this, and yeah, next time we see her, um, she will have just a little bit of a skip to her step. <laughs> um, She was a reading recovery tutor for South Australia. So she went round to the schools and and taught teachers how to do reading recovery. Um, Okay. So, yes, when it came time to get the books edited, um, Lynn would have a read and I would send a copy up to my sister who would then... um, Cross out pretty much every that I wrote in the stories because <laughs> I do like the word that. And, yeah. Um, she would, she would, uh, also, I uh, struggle with tenses. So, um, I'd, I'd put it in present tense and she'd say, no, 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 we'll change that past tense. Oh,
0: but, yes.
1: Yeah, no, she, she has been really good with the, the stories and, um, yeah, she, she's a fan of the field as well. She, she thinks they're good
0: stories. Oh, that's good. Because as far as I can tell, she's done a fabulous job of of the ones oh, I've read. So.
1: Yes, and uh, as Lynn tells me, if they were rubbish, she would tell me she, she wouldn't fall <laughs> back. She, she would say, yeah, no, don't, I'm not putting my name to anything like this. So. Yeah,
0: this one needs more work or something.
1: Yes. And, yeah. And, yeah, so the uh, uh, last story I've written, she's given to me with some um, things I need to fix up, and um, I'll be able to put that into the finish folder. Uh,
0: now, this is a, a general question, um, but you can answer it since you're an author now. Yes. Uh, I've always wondered when you write a book and you finish it. And so you might go on to start another book straight away. I don't know how long a gap you have between books or anything, but do you ever sort of lie there at night and start thinking, maybe I should have written it like this, or maybe that should have been him that said that? Or, you know, do you ever have doubts about what you've written, or do you just move no. on?
1: No, touch wood. Uh, i pretty much just gone with... Here's the story, and and um, I haven't gone back and uh, gone. Do I need to make wholesale changes? Uh, I've pretty much written down my stories and thought, yeah, that that's it. that fits. That that's not bad. Um, uh, and then that gets back to like uh, Eleanor and, and Lynn saying, well, you need to change this or change this, which, which is not a problem. Um,
0: um, they're, the, they're not actually changing the story they're just changing or fixing up the grammar and things like that
1: yeah, yes, pretty and, much um, our, our son uh, a while ago he said why not do a story as the boys as adults and, and I thought oh, I don't know about that it's a whole, whole different sort of language and things that the kids could get away with different to what adults can can get away with yes
0: that's true
1: i've I've started and um they'll reach a point where with the three of the boys will say but we've got families you know we've got children If, if we go off to do an adventure what happens if if we don't come back so they will face some real-world questions of, you know, do we do this? Um, or um, do, we, do we say, we're too old for this
0: now, we're adults? That's interesting because with the, the boys, as you'd expect boys, they never say what happens if something goes wrong, do they? It's no. how, how can we have a great adventure?
1: Um, Thomas, he's usually the, uh, I'm not sure about this. <laughs> like, yeah. Uh, he's supposedly the voice of reason as to say, oh, maybe we, maybe we should do this. And then I'll usually follow up with that by saying, no, no, we absolutely should do this. This is, this is a great adventure.
0: Yeah. That's what I've always liked. That when somebody says, "Oh, our parents will be mad if we did this, or we're not supposed to do that," that they get talked around so quickly, and it's usually yes. just, "Are you scared?" Or that's exactly yes. what we should be doing. Oh, okay then.
1: <laughs> yes, and um, uh, a, a big thank you to the students from Axdale Primary School. Um, I've been corresponding with their teacher, year three, four, five, six, and used to teach with him oh, a long time ago, and um, his children have been ha- having the book read to them as a serial. Oh. They, sent me, they sent me a badge to Mr. Jones, and in the middle of it, it says, be fearless, and, and I, I loved it so much. That I try and include It in my stories So at some stage There'll be someone And it'll be like oh, you know, I don't know about this And the person will say Come on, be fearless Oh, that's great Just fits so well So yes, thank you to those students Who made the badge
0: Oh, isn't that good of them
1: which Yes, yes And um, Lynn's pointing out that Which isn't in the mysterious bottle that we're reading But um, at the start of each chapter Eleanor suggested putting in In which And it's just a sentence or two Which describes what's going to happen in the chapter
0: Yeah, I like that I've seen that in a couple of the drafts that you've sent over Yeah. I think it's a a great idea It's uh, something I think that should be done more often it doesn't have to only be in in children's books. I think it's I think it's a good good thing to have. But I, maybe I'm not the uh, the right person to answer that question because uh, maybe I just like children's books too much. <laughs> oh,
1: oh no, no, it, it it made a lot of sense to to put it in um and and just yeah with the chapter break, it's just a, a quick description of what's going to happen so that the readers have got an idea that somewhere through um, the next page or two, what's written at the top is going to happen. So, um, you know, I think one like when um, Zach shares one of his phobias, and then through the book, you then read that he's got this calculator. Then he has a problem with math So, yeah They've been good to do In, in Richard's introductions
0: Yeah uh, One one thing I find that One of the reasons I like it is I Not so much Your books Because uh, yours are quite short But if I'm reading a book And I, you know then At night or something and I'm reading a book And I think oh, I'll just finish this chapter And then You see that bit and you think, I'll just read what the next chapter's about. And that says in which blah, 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 blah. And you think, oh, I've got to read that. So you read another chapter and then another chapter and before you know it, you've read, you know, another ten chapters or something because you just keep getting hooked all the time. Yes, yeah, no,
1: they are good. And um, the uh compilation book will have all of those in at the front and um at the back of I've uh, included uh next time and and we'll give like the first couple of paragraphs of the new story.
0: Oh, so, that's a good idea too.
1: Yeah, so they'll be able to read and go, Oh, yes, this this story's gonna be about
0: spiders so
1: yes. Excited, looking forward to them coming
0: out. Yeah, oh, that should be interesting. I, I'm looking forward to that myself. It'll yes. be interesting just to read, just to have them um, like in one book like that. Oh yes. Is that gonna be a hard cover or soft cover, or are they still deciding?
1: For the compilation. Yeah. Um, no, it'll, it'll be a paperback.
0: Paperback. Oh, that's all right. Yeah.
1: And and. Bradley, he, he was fabulous. Um, he did a video conference and, and it was really, really nice in that um, after we'd been speaking for about 20 minutes, he said, we might wrap this up because I can see that you're getting tired and and I was. So, um,
0: yeah. Yeah, that was straight after one of our podcasts, wasn't
1: it? Oh, it was a bit later.
0: but. A bit later, um, yeah.
1: Yeah, he, he could see it, and, and he, he reacted to it. It wasn't like, oh, we'll, we'll keep going. Yeah, so he was empathetic. It was, it was nice. Oh, that's good. Yeah. Yes. So, must be your turn to do some reading for the next part of the Mysterious Bottle.
0: Okay, now, and, I'm looking in the book. Yes. And you finished at uh, Thomas when he thought to himself, I'm not claustrophobic. Is that right?
1: That's right. Yeah. Right,
0: okay. Um, have you got an idea of where I should go up to?
1: Uh, let's see. So you'll be starting on 24. 24, yep. Yeah, let's see. Mm-hmm. Oh, yes. On page 28. Yep. And see where it says, with one last effort, the bottle popped out of the wall.
0: Yep. I think,
1: read up to that, that that would be a good finish.
0: That would be a good finish there. Yes. Make a little mark so I can. so I know when to stop. Yes. Okay. Okay, shall I go? Yes. Alright. Might just have a drink of water first. Calm the nerves. Okay. Oh, the mysterious bottle part four, of
1: course. Four,
0: yes. Okay. <clears throat> Josh stopped walking and said, Right, I think that's enough exploring. It's time to go home while we can still stand up in this mine. Cameron said, But we haven't found our fortune yet. Just a half hour more. The boys checked their time on their phones and agreed they could spend another 30 minutes exploring before they had to head home. Thomas realised his shoelace was undone, so he called out to the others, Wait! I have to tie up my shoelace. The other boys called out, You can catch up. Thomas hurried because he had no phone or light. He finished tying his shoelaces and heard the boys yell out in front of him. He thought he heard them call out, Hole! and then the cave went dark. He stumbled forward and felt himself falling down a hole. Thomas twisted around and held on as tightly as he could with his fingers curled onto some rocks at the edge of the hole. His body was overhanging, sorry, his body was hanging over the edge of a drop into darkness. Thomas could feel his fingers on his hands start to uncurl. He lost his grip and felt himself falling, falling for about a metre. Then his mates caught him. It was just a short drop into the hole. His mates thought it was funny. Thomas, who thought he was going to die, was swearing, words which cannot be repeated here. Zack covered his ears, saying, My goodness, Thomas, my delicate ears cannot hear such words. Thomas yelled, I thought I was going to die. Why didn't you call out and tell me you were OK? Cameron shrugged. We knew you were safe. We thought it would be funny. Thomas started to tear up. I thought you were all dead. I thought I'd lost all my mates. The other boys took a sudden interest in their shoes. Zach apologised. I know we play jokes on each other all, all of the time. This probably wasn't a good time for a joke. He put his arm around Thomas's shoulder and said, On behalf of us all, I don't think that we should play any jokes on each other that involve any of us being in danger. Josh and Thomas agreed with Zach, but Cameron paused and said, unless it's really, really funny. The other boys said, no, no jokes about danger, but they couldn't get Cameron to agree. They realised that somewhere in one of their adventures, Cameron intended to play a trick on them, probably, probably when the boys were in a scary situation. The boys looked at the hole they'd fall into and searched for a way to get out. They talked about holes in the rocks that they could use for hand or footholds. As they started to climb out, Cameron noticed what looked like a piece of glass sticking out of the dirt. He said, hang on guys, I think I've found something. Thomas called down, do you need a hand? Cameron replied, no, I'm good, just give me a minute. He cleared away some of the dirt until the bottle's spout was sticking out. He pulled on the bottle, but it wasn't coming out as easy as he thought it would. It was almost as if the bottle was meant to stay there. With one last effort, the bottle popped out of the wall.
1: Oh, nicely read. Hey. Bob, to pay to read your story...
0: There you go. Got a fan. I
1: absolutely love it. Oh, thank you. You can tell that you enjoy them.
0: Yeah, I do. I, even though I've read the before four, um, a few times, uh, I still giggle. I have to when I'm reading yeah. them out. I have to try to stop myself from giggling and and yeah. laughing. Uh,
1: He's not a bad writer, is <laughs> my Neil. Yeah.
0: He's a great writer. Um. And the,
1: when the boy said, no jokes about danger, but they couldn't get Cameron to agree, that's a breadcrumb. Because in one of the later stories, Cameron thinks it's really funny to play a joke on them in a graveyard.
0: Ah, oh, good. I like jokes that, things like that, that continue on.
1: Yes. So, um, yes. Another episode of the Fearless War podcast. Thank you, Peter. That was well done. I enjoyed you. that. Thank and, you. Um, you have a flip through the last page and, and see if you can find one of those stories that, you know, and that doesn't, if you haven't got it, that's okay. We can always, uh, print you off a, another draft and, um, I'll, I'll post it to you with, um, a cassette, to, uh, like a CD to
0: record it on. Okay. All right. That would be fantastic. I'll have a look through and and have a look at all the ones I've got as well and yep. might reread all the ones I've got just to see which ones I'd like to read. Yes. Or which one I'd like to read. So, um, yeah. Oh, that'd be fantastic.
1: And it'll be uh, interesting to see if we get any feedback from our sailors fans who, who follow our Saints the animal enclosure yes and uh yes we and we still have no answers to the questions
0: we asked in the first place no i've been in contact with some of my podcast mates in america and they have fairly big uh listeners uh, numbers of listeners yep and they say that the hardest thing is to get people to reply for it doesn't matter how many people are listening most people finish listening you know they might be perhaps driving in the car they might be just listening at home uh, a lot of people finish and then move on to something else so yeah. to get yeah. people to reply to things is, is really hard ah
1: uh, well well but we, we can try we live in hope yes
0: yeah all
1: right thank you peter
0: all right yep and uh go thanks. go thanks. when do we play oh. do you know is it saturday uh,
1: uh, yeah, it's
0: Saturday. Saturday, yeah. okay. Um, yeah.
1: Uh, yeah, I'd love to say I've got a good feeling. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I guess if Jack Evans comes out and keeps three goals in the first quarter, we've got the game won. <laughs> yeah.
0: Uh, fingers crossed. Yeah. All right. Thanks, All right. for you. We'll talk soon. Yeah, bye. Bye. Way hungry.